Greetings and welcome to this week's edition of the Women of Rock. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. Hi, I'm Tammy. Hey, and our channel is all about our favorite music artists and all the goings on in the world of rock. Please remember to like, subscribe, and hit that notifications button so you don't miss a single thing. Now, there's so much that's been going on in the world of rock, and I really want to lead off this episode talking about the Grammy Awards. They were just this past Sunday. I know a lot of people are out there watching. We happen to catch it, too. And in particular, I want to highlight some of the rock categories coming in for let me get my notes coming in for rock best metal performance. Our man with a plan that was Ozzy Osbourne. Can you believe it, Tammy? Ozzy is still out there, 74 years old, and he is still winning awards. Also, he won uh, for Best Rock Album, and that was for Patient Number 9. So congratulations, hats off to Ozzy Osbourne. Just a quote, because he's such a great speaker when it comes to this stuff. He says, I'm one lucky motherfucker to have won the Best Rock <laughs> Album Grammy. So rock on. He said it better. Right he said it better. Right, right on. on. And he also previously won a Grammy for Iron Man back in the day. So that's that category. Second person I want to highlight is a woman of rock, Brandy Carlisle. She's also a, a country a singer, kind of crossover there. She yep. won uh, for the best rock song, and that was Wild Horses. Saw the performance, loved that performance, killer vocals. So hats off to, to Brandy for winning that, uh, that category. And that leads me to Beyonce, the GOAT. Also, wait. Let's not forget there are a couple other highlights from the from the Grammys. Um, Bonnie Ray won. Was it best song or best I think it was album? Best song of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, which I think shocked a lot of people, including her. But right <laughs> on. So um, yeah, amazing rock artist. And then also there was a tribute to Christine McVie from uh, Mick Fleetwood, uh, Cheryl Crow, and nice tribute to Christine McVie for you know, a Grammy performance. I'm a little disappointed there weren't more performances, like rock, well, specifically rock performances. Uh, but, you know, a couple of good, couple of good notes there. I'm, uh, Ozzy was a win for us, so. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, you know, and to get that quote for him is, you know, is, is awesome. But yeah, that was a really stunning performance. Uh, the, the Bonnie Raitt performance was amazing. Her vocals were just it's perfect. And I know that she was surprised like a lot of people, but she's been at it for a long time. And that was that was well deserved. And I also really did like Fleetwood Mac, Cheryl Crow. That was a really um, beautiful tribute to um, Christine Miffey during the, the segment of people that we lost, artists that we lost. Yeah. Awesome. And then to wrap that segment up, you know, hats off to Beyonce for winning you know, the most Grammys. Well deserved. She's been at it since she was like a teenager, I think. So congratulations and to another another woman that rocks. That's right. Going. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So that is the Grammy wrap up. I do want to move on to Rock and Roll uh, Hall uh, 2023 nominations and just want to highlight some people that we've talked about on on our show the boys from iron maiden finally got their rock and roll nomination took took a Will minute it's another question but <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and uh, some other highlights of cindy lopper love cindy lopper she's been at it for for a minute and uh rage rage against the machine um there's some people i wanted Dude, to rage highlight against the machine to win i love rage against the machine they were nominated last year too and didn't win so it's kind of nice that uh, they're nominated again, but they 
full on should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just opens up, you know, a bigger conversation about like how people get nominated. It's a how, shit show. Why they don't, don't get on I there. Don't, I don't know why. I mean, you know, Dolly Parton won last year. Um, and Dolly Parton's great, but even she said, I'm not a rock artist. Like, I don't belong here, you know? So I'm just a great, amazing songwriter. But Willie Nelson is nominated this year. Listen, great artist, but is Willie Nelson a rock artist? Rock and, rock and roll hall of fame. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, there, but I, I'm happy to see the white stripes on there. We talked about that. Iron Maiden, I'm happy to see. Um, okay, so this isn't uh, necessarily, well, this isn't rock either, but I'm so happy to see George Michael. I love George Michael. I love George Michael too. And as a matter of fact, Taylor Hawkins, when the uh, Foo Fighters accepted their nomination into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Taylor Hawkins specifically mentioned George Michael in his acceptance speech that George Michael should be in. Oh, uh, so wow. I love George Michael too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Joy Division slash New Order. Dude, dark <laughs> 80s, man. Like, I'm all over that. All over He's, that one. Well, I don't care. I love him. So, yeah. So, I don't know. And that's always the um, the conversation. Wait, who's it? What? Ooh, Why? Right, right. It, right. But whatever. Just go with it. <laughs> right. No, and it's, you know, there's, as we've talked about before on a previous episode about Pat Benatar, why it took, you know, 20 years to get in there. Right. You know, all kinds of things behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Well, I found out. So we talked about that on the episode of why did it take so long for her to be nominated? We talked a little about a bit about what she went through in the music industry and all that. You know what I found out uh, after our, our episode aired was that the reason why it took so long is because. She didn't want to be inducted as Pat Benatar. She wanted to be inducted as Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo Mm -hmm. because she felt that without him, she, you know, obviously it's her collaborator, her husband, uh, partner, everything else. And she wanted him to be inducted as well. So that's why it took so long. Awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, as we've Uh, talked about, he's, he's such an underrated guitar player and that whole band, the drummer, you know, all of them killed it, but she got so much attention as the front person and the other band members were kind of like, who are they? You know? And so good for her for taking that stand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that he was also a collaborator and a songwriter as well for her many of her big hits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But you know, I think Probably the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is like, well, the music industry is changing. What what's rock? Uh, it's all you know, a loose definition these days. It, and it is getting a little blurry with uh, the the emo rock. Every time I do crossword puzzles, you know, like on my phone, and I can't tell you how many times, like three letter word for uh, angsty, or not even angsty, emotional rock. You know, emo rock. I'm, I'm like. <laughs> so there's the, you know, the machine gun Kelly's of the world and their emo rock. Is it rock? I guess right. it's a different rock. It's, it, but yeah, so it is getting blurred. And I think, you know, what we've seen the last few, several years with festivals is instead of having a rock festival with all of the bands on the bill being rock, there are a few of those, but a lot of festivals you see now are such a cross between artists country artists rock artists rap artists pop artists it's confusing so maybe uh i don't think that's the rock and roll hall of fame's 
intention to to match that. But to your point, there is a lot of cross pollinization with with art and rock now, and, and maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. I myself prefer. I want to go. to I'll talk more about this, but I want to go to my dark '80s Cruel World Festival, which is coming up. <laughs> but uh, you know, but it is nice, and maybe the younger generation likes more of that cross pollinization. I don't know. Well, you know what? And as you're talking, what I'm thinking is maybe outfits and venues and industries is taken into account these multi multi generational type situations. Families going to yeah, tours together. True. You know, that's mom true. like Willie Nelson, but I like Depeche Mode. Let's you know totally. Let's let's totally. go to that. Oh my God, they're playing together! Wow. You know. I mean, they seem to be selling out these festivals. I think not even not even this year. I mean, this happened even before the pandemic. So. It's a trend. It's a trend. It's trending. <laughs> Multi-generational <laughs> tours. <laughs> I guess so. Whatever works. Whatever whatever works. And then, and then speaking of, of tours, you know, the next bit of news is, you know, I'm sure people heard that Ozzy Osbourne has, is officially retiring from touring and um, it's 74 years old. So he won those Grammys, hats off to him. And um he actually had Robert Trujillo accept his awards for him because he you know, couldn't be there. And there's some, some health, health issues going on with him. Mm-hmm. He's had some, some accidents, some spinal issues, um, stem cell treatments, and none of it mm-hmm. was able to get him back um, where he said he could physically do the tours anymore. So it's not his voice. It's the physicality of it all. And um, yeah, I think that, you know, it's a great place to go into a deeper conversation about aging you know we're doing a podcast on aging and this is a great you know opportunity to talk about yes. that our, our favorite rock musicians are up in their 70s now and 80s now yes yes and it's a great conversation i mean look let's be honest ozzy osbourne it's a miracle he made it to 74 <laughs> I mean, but you know with like the drugs and everything else so of course that's going to take it and touring and the you know the lifestyle and and all of that, like, of course, it's going to take a toll on your body at 74. It's it's a miracle he's made it this long. Um, you know, and there are other, it's a real factor with other artists, too. I mean, well, with everybody, we're all aging. So I can't imagine what it takes to be on a tour. Like, well. Of that you know, magnitude. Like, yeah. And even like with Motley Crue, you know, McMars is no longer touring with them. He, he's in his 70s. A number of health conditions and everything else and and the rigors of the road there was just no way so again i'm I'm not totally sure of the real story there if it was mutual if it was him if it was them like you know but but the word is right yeah yeah but i love your perspective because you are doing these podcasts on aging and you know this is kind of the forefront of an issue that you're exploring now which is really interesting yeah, and and it just makes you wonder, um, you know, what kind of thought process goes into that, and all the um, levels of decision making that an artist and the whole crew has to come to to make that that call. And um, some of my research and some of the quotes that were coming from him. I mean, he personally thanked his family. He, he thanked Judas Priest. I'm not sure if they were on the tour together. Um, his crew and his entire fan base for being loyal. Yeah. He said. For hanging on to the tickets patiently, because I guess they've been pushing it back. Yeah, and um, he said he was humbled by that, and, and that his fans have given him a life that he never ever dreamed would come true. And, and I thought that was—I felt really emotional about that because, you know, 
we see these artists and like, oh my God, Ozzy Osbourne, you're kind of crazy. And then bit a bat's head off and all this you know, business about him. Mm-hmm. But at the, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, he was an artist. He's an artist. He yeah. has a huge fan base. And he, um, you know, shouted them out in a way that was heartfelt. And I really, really I appreciate that. Too. I thought it was too. And I, when I read it, I felt like he really is crushed. Like he really loves touring. He really loves performing. And he really loves that connection with the fans or the adoration, whatever you want to call it. He lo- And I, I, um, I could tell from that statement that he really meant it. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. the, I guess for me, it's like, maybe, you know, these, these artists should just think of ways that they can still re- reach their, their audience. Um, maybe it's not a big tour. Maybe it's more intimate settings where he can sit, right? Or uh, maybe it's virtual or, um, you know, I, I feel like there's so Ozzy, much I, I, I feel an Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> podcast coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Is an Ozzy pod coming? Music pod. Ozzy pod, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, there's so much pressure. And I and just based on what I read in the research, I know they tried everything they could. But, you know, I'm what, sure. at what point I'm do sure. you say, I can't, we can't do it, but we can yeah, try something else. Out. So, Ozzy, you can come on our show. We'll we'll feature you. <laughs> we'll have you 100%. sing your songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point, though. And it's it's nice that we do live in a time where that's possible. He could do anything. He could start a podcast. He could do virtual, you know, whatever without having to tour. So it is, of any time, it's a great time to do it. Right. If you want. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's, so. There's nothing like the live audience. You know, that's why we go to concerts, because it's that connection and that energy and that exchange. And uh, but there's still other it used to be that was it you could look at the album <laughs> you could look at the album cover <laughs> you could listen to it or hear it on the radio you could see him and that was it so we have so many more you know obviously we have so many more avenues to to connect but still it's still a loss it's still a loss you know a loss of that chapter absolutely and and you know just in reading those comments i can i can tell that he's feeling that so yeah, so, but you know, everyone's got to make those calls, and it sounds like he's yeah. made those calls. And glad to see him going out with those those Grammy wins. And uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> there is a really funny to sort of segue. There's a really funny commercial uh, I actually posted today on on a couple social media channels. It's for Workday and Workday for the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl commercials, some snippets of them are coming out. There's one with Ozzy Osbourne and Workday, and it's hilarious. It's Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, let's see who else is in it. Paul Stanley from Kiss. Uh, Billy Idol. Billy Idol's in it, and Joan Jett, and and Gary Clark Jr. And it's basically saying, uh, "Stop, you corporations! Please stop calling your people rock stars. This is what a rock star really is." <laughs> It's hilarious. They've got Ozzy Osbourne working with other like computer people in like a tie. It's hysterical. That's it's funny. Hysterical. Yeah, talk yeah. about a, a worn out phrase. My my employee base, they're all rock stars. Like you ain't paying me rock star money, so stop saying it. Right. I I mean I couldn't <laughs> agree with it that sentiment more. I have, that has always bugged me about corporate the corporate world and or you see job postings. We're looking for a rock star. I'm like, really? No, you're not. Really? Not looking no, for not. a rock star. Like, please don't 
don't use that word. Please, please stop. Yeah. So I love that commercial. It is awesome. Love it. Great. There's another one. There's a couple with uh, Dave Grohl, and he they're Crown Royal commercials, and they've only released snippets of them, but he just looks great. He <laughs> looks happy again. He's his funny self again. There's uh, one where he's saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, just a little snip. I haven't seen the whole, they haven't released the whole thing. They'll release it on Super Bowl Sunday. And then the other one is uh, he's reading a list of, it's, I believe it's things that were invented in Canada. That doesn't say that, but you know, mm-hmm. internet sleuths have figured it out. <laughs> so including myself. So uh, he's, you know, he's reading this list of peanut butter, you know, he's in the studio and he's reading this list of, I think it's supposedly things that were invented in Canada or something, but it's for Crown Royal. But he just looks great. Like it's so, it makes me so happy to see him like him again. Mm -hmm. And that also leads to Foo Fighters are performing at a number of festivals. In fact, so many that they just keep releasing. It doesn't look like they're going on an official tour, but they are, they are, let me just pull up a list here of some of the festivals they're doing in 2023. So Boston Calling, Sonic Temple Arts and Music Festival, they're headlining all these. Rock and Ring uh, over in Denmark? D-E? Where's D-E? Sorry, stupid American. I think that's Denmark. Uh, Denmark. Uh, and then back in the U.S., Bonnaroo, headlining Bonnaroo in June and July, Harley-Davidson Homecoming Festival. And then a couple in Japan, one in Japan, Fuji Rock in Japan uh, in July. And Sepal, uh, I can't say it, Brazil um, in September. And they just, I just saw another one released today uh somewhere else that i don't even think is on this list either and i think it was in europe no it was in the u.s and it was in september uh it was like a anyway so it's really cool to see that they're hitting the road the question is who's going to be drumming (laughs) and that was going to be my question to you who's the drummer they haven't announced announced it my my suspicion is that they'll do rotating drummers like they did with the Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts. My guess is Josh Freeze will be in the mix. My guess is, I mean, maybe they'll take all those drummers that are available and want to learn their entire catalog and play for three hours at these three or four hours at these festivals. But I, I just get a feeling that maybe they're going to maybe rotate, which I think would be amazing. I think that's a great idea. Then this morning, I saw on Twitter that the Chris the Chris Moyle show, which I think is a show in the UK because it came out on Foo Fighters UK, that he said, "Oh, and by the way, uh, apparently Foo Fighters album is being released next month." Mm, okay. I'm like, "What? Wow! Foo Fighters so album? What? So they've so been in the studio? That's true. That's amazing." It might be, it might be true. And apparently this guy is close with the Foo Fighters. So, wow. 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 So you, you wow. heard it right here in the Women of Rock, Tammy saying, <laughs> rotating know. drummers. So, it's not on Twitter, <laughs> so I'm not saying it's, it's true. 
but it could be. It, we'll keep an eye out for it. Let's we'll put it keep that an way. Eye out. Festivals are true. And and again, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's so great to see him out and moving forward and uh you know in a in a positive way and just it'll be it, it, I wonder, you know, if they'll do some some Taylor tributes. I bet they will. Some mm-hmm. Taylor tributes during these concerts and festivals. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and what a great way to like you say get a drummer to learn that whole, you know, catalog of songs that they have and not wear one person out. I mean, they're, they're tough gig. I mean, they're long logs, like what, three, four hours, very, five hours. Very long. Their typical gig is like three hours. Mm-hmm. So it's long. It's a, it's, but it, yeah, it'll be kind of nice. Like, I don't know that we're, they're probably not ready to settle on somebody. There's, you know, there is still a grieving process going on and We'll see. And same with the fans. You know, it's going to take a while. So maybe they'll just see who they vibe with for a while and, you know, see what happens. But if they did, well, this is a dumb question. If they did record an album, I was like, who was going to drum? Duh, Dave Grohl. So he would have played, you know. Yeah, really. Dumb, Dave, dumb question. Dave but Grohl it, plays what? Every instrument? He, yeah. So, duh. But anyway. So it's, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll keep an eye yeah. out. I want to keep going with a festival. Yeah. Producers? So let's see what else is going on. Um, a couple I mentioned. There's so many to- like festivals. It seems like this is the year of festivals. I haven't really. We're it's still early. We're only in February. I haven't really heard a lot of tours other than Def Leppard. Motley Crue starts their tour next week, and let's see. They start actually. They've got a couple of dates in the u.s next weekend oh in atlantic city and then they start in mexico and then they go to peru brazil argentina and then over to the uk germany europe tour through august so they're going to be on the road again again uh def leppard and motley crew john five playing with motley crew so that'd be pretty cool i just saw a photo of them online too and they looked fantastic vince neal looked fantastic like awesome hmm, they might yeah. be yeah so that's pretty cool um a couple festivals that are on my radar are uh cruel world so cruel world is their the first year was last year and morrissey headlined and there were a bunch of amazing artists. This year, it is Saturday, May 20th in Pasadena. It is sold out. I have a ticket. I will be there reporting live. You got so, a ticket. <laughs> I got a ticket. Nice. Dude, I was in line. Yeah, it was not a Ticketmaster thing. It was, it was, a, <laughs> it was a, AXS. And uh, I did have to get a code. It was a little scary. I belong to a cruel world. Facebook group of <laughs> Cruel World fans, and uh, uh, you know, there it was. A, it was a little scary, but anyway. Long story short, I got a ticket. So I got a ticket. Going. But Susie uh, from Susie and the Banshees is headlining, and it's the Ooh, first nice. time that she's performing in fifteen years. Wow! Iggy Pop headlining. I am so <laughs> freaking excited. I saw Iggy Pop a few years ago um, perform, and he by far is one of the best performers I've ever seen live. Really? Is a master. There is something about him on stage. It gives me goosebumps even talking about it. People are going to be blown away by him. I can't wait. Billy Idol 
the Human League, Love and Rockets. Oh, wow. First time in like 14, 15 years. Nice. Echo and the Button, Adam Ant. Dude, I've never seen Adam Ant. I'm so excited. Gary Newman. I was dying to see Gary Newman last year. Like, tried so hard to get to one of his concerts. Just couldn't make it. So I'm so happy to see him on the bill. Like, yes, I can see Gary Newman. So that's super exciting. ABC. um, Yeah. Shoot that poison arrow. (laughs) Shoot that poison arrow. So that's May 20th. And then another festival that I really like, I did not go the last couple of years. I'm going to try to make it this year, although I don't have a ticket yet, is May 5 to 7, the Beach Life Festival. And that's in Redondo Beach. It's been going for a few years now. Uh, Let's see. So headlining, Gwen Stefani is headlining. Uh, The Black Keys are headlining Friday night. It's a three-day festival. Friday night, the Black Keys are headlining. The Pixies, Modest Mouse are playing. Saturday night, Gwen Stefani, uh, Sublime with Rome. And then Sunday night, the Black Crows, John Fogarty. So there's a little bit for everyone. And each night is a little bit, each day and night is a little bit different vibe. It highlights a little bit different type of music. So really super cool festival. I did an interview with the uh, founding <laughs> founding father uh, <laughs> of the of this festival. And it's they're a great group of people great festival so i really hope to make it to that one this year too and that's at beachlifefestival.com excellent not sold out yet i think you can still get tickets uh either they might be sold out of one day tickets but anyway you can still get tickets check it out excellent and you know that that's a a perfect segue into tickets (laughs) getting tickets there's a lot a lot of tours and festivals uh, going on and and we know that the uh the, the big elephant in the in the room is that Ticketmaster. So uh, let's let's talk about that Ticketmaster ticket debacle. There's a lot that's been going on with that. I know probably a lot a lot of people are hearing about it. Um, so you know, currently with the state of affairs, based on things that I'm reading and hearing, like every day I'm hearing something about it. So Ticketmaster is getting all they're under investigation by like the Department of Justice. They have uh, Senate and congressional hearings going on. It's like one of the one of the few issues out there right now that's uniting politicians on both sides of the aisle. You've got Democrats and Republicans saying, off with their heads, um, saying that they're a monopoly. And the way they work, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they control 70% of that aspect of the music business. And so there's a lot of activity going on. I don't know if you want to weigh in as well. You know, to be honest, I'm lost. You know, we talked about this a little earlier. I, I don't know where it is anymore. I, I keep seeing. Uh, things in the news about the Senate hearing. I did not watch it. I'll be honest. It's it's starting to get a little overwhelming with what's going on. But what I'm happy to say is that something's happening. You know, it's it's on the radar. I, again, I, I still think that there needs to be a cap on tickets. There needs to be a like, uh, yeah, some sort of cap or moratorium on how expensive those tickets can go up. That dynamic pricing thing is a fucking nightmare. So I'm, I'm glad it's in the news. I'm glad that people are rallying around it, but it's getting a little out of my hands of trying to keep up with it. So, um, you know, but they, what will be interesting, we mentioned Beyonce earlier and Beyonce's tour is going on sale pretty soon. And so I just saw an article. I, in fact, I had forwarded to you, Kimberly, and I, I don't, I didn't 
I skimmed it. I didn't read the whole thing. So, but basically, uh, people are going to be watching. Yeah. We're going to be watching. <laughs> we, so got, we got eyes on you. Have, we got eyes on you. So not only are the Swifties watching, but now we're going to have the Beehive. So we got two huge fan bases where, you know, as rock as rockers, like we couldn't do it. Pearl Jam couldn't do it. Pearl Jam tried years ago. You know, like we had talked about, um, but damn, let's get let's get the women power in there. Let's get you know the Taylor Swift fans and Beyonce, and but they fuck up Beyonce. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it, no, it's true, and it, and you're right. There is a lot, a lot of moving parts, and there's all these seems like uh, separate investigations and things going on. Maybe they should kind of pull their resources together and. Uh, open up like a large scale investigation into the situation. Um, they did, they were, I, I was able to catch some of the hearing where the, you know, the CEO was apologizing. They did admit that they made some some serious mistakes with the Taylor Swift uh, errors tour and people couldn't get tickets. Sale experience with Taylor Swift, one of the world's most popular artists, has highlighted the need to address these ur- these issues urgently. We knew bots would attack that on sale and planned accordingly. We were then hit with three times the amount of bot traffic that we'd ever experienced. And for the first time in 400 verified fan on sales, they came after our verified fan pass, password servers as well. Believe in capitalism and to have a strong capitalist system, you have to have competition. You can't have too much consolidation, something that unfortunately for this country, as a uh, ode to Taylor Swift, I will say we know all too well. And, you know, at the end of the day, fans just want tickets and they don't want to have to pay $8,000 for it. Right? You have loyal right. fans that have been watching these artists for years, decades, and just simply want to go and enjoy a show without all this drama. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. So hopefully, yeah. you know, uh, we'll keep paying attention to the situation because we, we are. And uh, you know, some some positive results will will come out of it. Well, some legislation needs to come out of it. That's what needs to come out. I I don't even know. Maybe they need to break up Ticketmaster and Live Nation. That's you know one issue. But what really needs to happen is some legislation around it because right now there's none. Yeah. So uh, there's no cap. There's no uh, the dynamic pricing thing, the pre-sale thing. Uh, Ticketmaster and Live Nation have total control and zero regulation. So I think that's really what needs to happen. So we'll I, see. I agree. And, and just based on, you know, our conversations around the dynamic pricing and the pre-sale and all that, it's like, if you're not the way the algorithm works, if you haven't spent X amount of dollars, you don't even have a shot to get a ticket now. Like back in right. the day, you showed up, you had your money, you could get a ticket. Now there's all these judgments made about you and your account and your spending even before you get in the door. And it's like, really? I just can't buy a ticket now, huh? Yeah, and I it's it's interesting why it's changed. This you know I don't know is it the dynamic what is it? We used to have to go. I hate to use that. We used to. I used to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways, seven miles. miles. Right, but back in the day, you had to go wait in line, you know. But now, with you know, I could buy a ticket anywhere, which is great. I could buy a ticket to a show in Germany if I wanted to. But I got to wait in that horrendous, you know, online line, online queue. So I don't know. I Again, I think some legislation, it's it's getting too out of my realm of understanding for what, or, or even I don't have time to listen to the Senate hearings, but right. 
that's what needs to happen. So hopefully there's some good advocates and people rallying around this and force some change. Because all we want to do is go see the damn show and, like, <laughs> and, be, and be able to afford it. Right. Get a ticket. Can I just get a ticket? And, and just get an a ticket. affordable ticket. Right. Get a fucking ticket that I can afford. <laughs> you, That's you heard really it. all we want. You heard it straight from Tammy's, straight from Tammy's mouth. <laughs> Lawmakers, get on it and get the tickets flowing again. That's it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Without all the drama. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Honestly. Cool. So, because, you know, there you know there's a lot of tours coming up and, you know, they're not stopping. A yeah. And a lot of, I, and one of the, I think I saw a clip from um, a band member. I can't remember the name of the band. And he was saying out of the X amount of money for the ticket, they only got a, a small part of it. They got crumbs. Oh, yeah. So it's not like the artists are making the, the lion's share of the money. Oh, no, no. This isn't an artist thing. Not oh. at all. Nor does it seem like they have control over it. So, yeah. Well. Stay tuned. We'll continue reporting on it and uh, hopefully we'll see some change. Absolutely. Cool. What else has happened, Tammy? Well, I think the only other thing that came across my radar this week was, and this is music adjacent, I guess, but the Pamela Anderson documentary came out. Pamela Anderson was married to Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, for anyone who doesn't know. And she did a whole press tour about the her the documentary on which is on Netflix, which is excellent, and also the book that she really released, which is a, a memoir about uh, her experience in childhood and whatnot. So I thought it was really interesting because she goes just from a human element. She goes back into that time of when she met Tommy Lee. Uh, the they had a sex tape that was famously stolen from the safe in their garage and distributed without their consent and people made millions and millions and millions of dollars on this and they didn't make a cent and how that impacted her and how it impacted him. And since he's a rock star, didn't really have that much impact on him, but for her, it really, it had a lot of effect on her from career to personal to everything. And, and so it was just that was interesting, but also what was what I found really interesting too. And and this is going a little deep into a, a different kind of topic, but she talked a lot about how Tommy Lee was the love of her life and how she never got over that. And and you know she married Kid Rock and she married you know a lot of people after that, but she never really got over that first relationship of Tommy Lee. And she also talked about how she had a lot of uh, sexual abuse in her childhood, um, childhood and teens. So she, I happened to see her or listen to a pod. Dax Shepard has a podcast called Armchair Expert, which is really great. And he goes deep into issues and he's, he's really, really good. She was on his podcast this past weekend and he talked about that. He talked about the nature of obsessive love and obsessive love that comes out of abuse comes from people with abusive backgrounds. And so he was sort of gently saying to her, like, you know, I know he was the love of your life, but is it possible that there was some fantasy involved or maybe some love addiction? And I'm not sure that she fully grasped that. 
but I just thought it was a really interesting topic and I'm really glad he brought it up because it's something that's not talked about a lot and it's something that, and she said she read, she's been reading like Pia Melody uh, books, uh, I think it was Codependent No More she read. I think she also said that she read Women Who Love Too Much, which is an amazing book, Mm. groundbreaking book about this topic. And there's another really great book called, is it love or is it addiction? Mm-hmm. And that, it, that would be my next recommended for, uh, for Pam or anybody that has had an obsessive relationship like that and how she described how he, the things that she described would like never happen today, uh, right. in, in many, but you know how he tracked her down and, uh, I think put ecstasy in her drink and you know all kinds of stuff, and she's wow. just like, "Oh, no, it was fun, and oh, it was great." And we're and Dax's now, podcast is like, "That's no, a no crime." <laughs> so yeah, we, that stuff wouldn't happen today. But when she refers to him as the love of her life, my question is, and she she hasn't really gotten past. She's doing the work. She's doing therapy. She's doing the work. She's been alone. She's on that road. She's on that journey. But I guess the question I would pose to her and the question I would pose to anybody else is, was it love or was it addiction? Were they addicted to each other? It was a whirlwind relationship built on fantasy and exploded quickly. And she describes herself as a hopeless romantic and he swept her off her feet and all of that. But I would just like to pose this question, this rhetorical question (laughs) out to the world for awareness is it love or is it addiction and that is a a really great a really great book so i guess what i'm trying to say with all of that is it's pretty fat it's great to see her growth it's great to see her talking about it it brings conversation on another level and uh i don't think tommy lee's had any well oh the other thing i was going to say I don't think Tommy Lee has really commented on it. You know, he's remarried and uh, and I'm sure his wife is not too happy about all of all of this going on and whatnot. I'm sure that's, that's difficult for her to to navigate all the publicity. But um, her their son, Brandon, Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson's son, Brandon Lee, is the one who produced it and went produced the Netflix documentary and convinced her to do it. And. It was very cathartic. So it was very, it's very apparent how much, how, how close she is to her boys and how close they are to her and all of that. So it's worth checking out. Uh, at the very least, check it out on Netflix and, uh, and see what you think. And also uh, remember, is it love or is it addiction? So remember that's that, my piece for today. Remember that phrase, <laughs> is it live or is it Memorex? Is it something that's like, right. along those lines? Exactly. Yeah. Great reference. Yes. And I, re- I remembered all that drama with that relationship. Me too. It was like every day something was going on and it, it always felt like it was uh, on the verge of a, abuse or something, you know? Well, that's why they separated. Right. Because, yeah. So it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of Hallmark classic uh sex and love addiction if you look a little deep further deeper into it so that's my psa for today but it's i just found it pretty fascinating and mm-hmm. kind of cool mm-hmm. and you know tommy lee lives on he's touring right now Motley <laughs> right. Curve, still kicking he's right. still still out there and 
and interesting how it affected him and how it affected her, you know, drastically different, but. Yeah. And what was the name of that documentary again? It's called, uh, I think it's called love Pamela, um, or Pamela. I don't know. Just Google or just throw up Pamela Anderson on Netflix and, and you'll see it. It's either, it's something about, yeah, love and, and Pamela, but it's really good. It's worth watching. Awesome. Excellent. Cool. Cool. We're at the bottom of uh, episode 10. Anything, anything else we need to report out on? Well, I think that the only thing uh, we wanted to introduce uh, a new segment into our show, and that is just highlighting music or artists. After all, this is a show talking about music and artists. So we should be talking about music, too. So I just wanted to highlight a few songs that have come across my feed, my algorithm, my mind, I don't know, uh, this week. One of them I've already talked about, and I keep talking about this because I still just love it, and that is Pretty Boy by Noel Gallagher. I just want to give a, a plug to that again. I think his new album is coming out in a few months. Excited about that. I would love to see him live, but I don't see any... Um, U.S. dates yet, but we'll see. And the other is a new song, a band called Human, and the and the song is car, called Artificial. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Human is. I'm just going to read what it says right on Spotify. Human spawned when guitarist producer Wes Gear of Corn uh, and Head PE stumbled on an unknown singer in rehab, Matthew Bartosz. Hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Completing the lineup happened when they tapped into longtime friend Clinton Carl on bass and Zach Morris from Dorothy and Ugly Kid Joe on drums. Their unexpected origins explain a lot about their fluidity uh, anyway, it's a really unique sound, and it's kind of a unique story. West Gear was in Corn, and famously got sober. I think he. I think it's been over ten years. I don't quote me on that, but it's been sober a while, and he's really done a lot of amazing things since he got sober, and really promotes sobriety. And um, met this lead singer in rehab, and he is amazing so really love them looks like they're kind of they've been kind of playing around la area but uh definitely worth checking out that song so that is that's on my uh that's on my radar and then just lastly last night i heard i was watching the strombo show on apple music uh george strombolopoulos <laughs> who i love he's canadian dj super famous he's interviewed everyone He's just amazing. He's got a show on Apple Music now called The Strombo Show. And he just plays a variety of music. And he's been live streaming on Instagram and TikTok like the first 15 minutes of his show. And he's just high energy and awesome. And last night, the second song he played was Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine. And I'm just like, <laughs> God, I love that song. Mm -hmm. Such a great song. It just, even to this day, and it just reminded me that Guns N' Roses has been on tour. Yeah. For last couple of years, uh, I think in South America, and right. I haven't. I think they toured a little bit in the U.S. in 2021, 
but they've been in South America and all over in 2022. And they're just looking great. Like the videos that I see and, and Axel Rose's birthday was the other day too. So <laughs> wanted to give a shout out to Happy Guns birthday. Rose. We haven't really talked about them a lot on this show, but they're fucking fantastic. So, Love them. Yeah. That came across my radar as well. So that is a few songs that came across this week. And I don't know if you have any songs that came up for you this week I- or... I do. Um, what's been coming across in my feed is um, some Billy Idol uh, shots, videos from some of his tour, live tours, uh, tour dates that he's been on right now, South America. And he sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Looks amazing. Awesome. I mean, he's hitting all those notes and, you know, they always were. Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know, it's, we talked about him on our, I think it was our last yep. episode, you know. So it's super yep. exciting to see him out there sounding and looking great. I can't wait to see him live at Cruel World Fest. That so, be, yay. Yay. That should be yep. fun. That should be awesome. Yep. And then who else is coming across? Um, the band Evanescence has been coming across oh, yeah. um, my, my feed. And I think they're going out on tour as well. We mentioned them. In the I think you're also. right. So, I think I heard too, yeah. Always love them. And um, yeah. she's such a, such a great vocalist. So super, talented. Yeah. super, super talented band. And they just had... A, a, a nice sound it was like a familiar rock sound but completely kind of uh a signature shed signature vocals so love them awesome and that, awesome that's, that's in my that's in my queue <laughs> cool cool well, comment comment down below and let us know who's in your queue for this week are there any artists we should check out anything from the past or present that came up uh that you want us to give a shout comment below Absolutely. And let us know about any, you know, upcoming tours and festivals. There's a lot going on. There are people that are watching that want us to um, put that in our, on our next episodes. We can definitely do that. We always love and, and are open to audience comments and, and feedback. Great. So that's a wrap and we will see you for episode 11. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Remember to like, subscribe, and hit the notifications button so you don't miss a thing. Be kind, rock on, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) Right on. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thanks.